Hello and welcome to the glitz and glamour of the fan critical third annual Oscars special podcast. Woo! Yay! Yes, that lovely awards music that you are hearing is queuing us in. Uh, we are all here, apart from Lucy, and we're all dressed up for you. I'm wearing a lovely three piece, complete with top hat. Emma is wearing the latest by Dior. Gareth. <laughs> Is decked out in his dad's best suit. It looks absolutely <laughs> massive on him. Um, poor little fella. And returning to the public spotlight for the first time this year, it's our very own John, who due to recent fatherhood is covered in baby vomit and looks extremely tired. Yeah, that's true. Yay. That is true. Um, <laughs> I also... He sounds like excited as ever. No, look, I'm, I'm excited. I'm taller uh, than my dad, so... No, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not, are you? No, your dad's so taller than you. Your dad's taller than you 100%. Yeah, well... Yeah, Gareth is the shortest one in the world ever. So five oh, eight Hobbit, li- literally ho- average height. So. That's only because so you're including China. Um, so uh, yeah, in the world. Here we are. Here we are. Oscars special podcast, third year running. Yeah. Um, something that's becoming a, a fan critical tradition, yeah. if you will. And I, I'm going to explain how this podcast works to our listeners right now. And the way it works is we are going to choose six categories of the Oscars. Uh, and we're going to run through the nominees and we're going to choose who we think individually is going to win. So oh, Gareth wow. will have his choices, yeah, John boy. will have his, Emma will have hers and I will have mine. And the one who gets the most points wins. Very simple, very easy. I am reigning champ as usual. Don't worry about it. Um, Emma, usually useless. <laughs> Emma's predictions last year were... Hey, I got best picture. Fucking weird. Shambolic. Yes, that's weird. It's a three-way draw. The year before you won. Okay, so I'm reigning champ is what you're saying. No, it's a three-way draw, so... Okay, cool. I'll fucking storm out of this podcast. I've got a baby to look after. (laughs) So... We're all reigning champs. Um, There's loads of crowns going about. Okay, yeah. Okay, all reigning champs, apart from Emma. (laughs) Just the important thing is... Emma, Emma is not reigning champ. Yeah, yeah, Emma was last. Um, so, so let's uh, let's run through the categories that we'll be covering today, and they are best picture, best actor, best actress, best supporting male, best supporting female, and best director. And what we're going to try and do is we're going to try and do this spoiler free, mm. um, so that we won't spoil the films for yeah, anyone yeah. wanting to go see them. We'll try and talk about them generally um, without giving anything major away. We hope. Sorry if we do have minor spoilers here or there. We will try our best. Of course, you can play along at home if you're just a regular listener. But if you are a Patreon, you have uh, some extra uh, access here. What we're going to do is, after this podcast has hit the airwaves, as it were, we will be posting on Patreon Mm. what our predictions are. So we'll write (laughs) them down. Um, Gareth is our scribe today. He will be writing down all of the uh, decisions that we make and then he'll be Patreoning our decisions, won't you, Gareth? Yeah, I've got got my own pen. He's got his little pen. He's got his little notepad that he sometimes sometimes uses. And if you are... Big pen. If you are a Patreon, Mm. um, basically there's going to be an option where you can post on the Patreon, uh, just post to the community what (laughs) your predictions are. And there is a little bonus... The Patreon member who gets the most points or gets the most correct with their predictions gets a free commissioned podcast of their choice, a 30-minute free commissioned podcast of a movie <clears throat> of their nice. choice. I'm going to become prize. a Patreon. That is a nice prize. Also, here's the thing. Yes. Well, that's it. It's not, it's not, you don't, if you're sitting there going, oh, bloody hell, I wish I was a Patreon. Well, good news. You can be. You can, you can be a Patreon. 
uh, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical mm, and sign up nice. everyone seems to be doing it these days it's you know it's it's the in thing it's the thing to do it's the thing to do be a patreon yeah. be a fan critical patreon so yeah that's patreon.com forward slash fan critical okay well let's get cracking shall we i think it's fair to say that last year we weren't thrilled with the quality of the nominees oh, shit. uh isn't that right john what a load of isn't that right john what a load of shit last year was um yes i uh it's a, it, look this is a funny one for me because every time we seem to do an oscars pod um i'm riddled with some sort of virus uh whether it ailment yeah whether it be you know flu or just can't be asked syndrome uh, or fatherhood um the oscars last year uh was pretty piss poor um and i guess my only uh contribution was a two-minute voice note that i sent to you len um about the film the post i think it was called yeah it was a two-minute because you, um, you hated it oh fucking hell it was terrible it so like i uh i fought back from the serious virus that i had um pre-corona uh mm. a film with tom hanks and spielberg you're thinking you're on to a winner here you're not it was terrible yeah um yeah the difference in quality this year versus last year is like mental. I reckon there's about mm. seven out of the nine, and I haven't even seen all of them, but I reckon there's seven of the nine that would beat the winner of last year's one, Green Book. So, well, to give you an oh, example, yeah. I have given, so I have blueberried every single one of the nominations for Best Picture because I have yeah. watched them all like a trooper. Uh, and six out of nine have had five blueberries, it's good, and that. the other three have had four. Mm. And that tells you a lot about these films. Mm. Yeah. Very good. I think it's a very high caliber this year. I haven't seen all of them. Emma is the only one that has seen all of them, as she just yeah. loves pointing out in this podcast, and probably will continue to do one so for time. the remainder of the has podcast. Has Emma seen all of them? Has she? So she will make a terrible decision once again. Um, but uh, it is an outstanding year uh, for Best Picture, and uh, I think it's time that I list them off for you, and then we're going to go through each one individually. And before each one, there'll be a little trailer. Yeah, so you get a little sense of what the film is about. In case you're wanting to go see it or wondering what it's about, I'll put a little insert of the trailer. Do you know what? Do you know what? Go see them all because why not? The quality is so high. Well, I have watched them all, and I recommend uh, totally that you see. Yeah, and obviously, but your recommendation, like no one gives a shit about. But what I'm saying is, (laughs) yeah, I I haven't seen three of them, and I would say my recommendation to go and watch them based on nothing better than emma's who has seen them so yeah so go and, um why are you crying for don't oh don't honestly don't. okay here they are the nominations for best picture are as follows marriage story ford versus ferrari the irishman jojo rabbit joker little women 1917 once upon a time in hollywood and Parasite. Mm. So I think what we're going to do is run through these individually and I'm going to kick things off with something that everyone who has Netflix can go and watch right now. It's Marriage Story. What I love about Nicole, she is a mother who plays, really plays. What I love about Charlie, he loves being a dad. He loves all the things you're supposed to hate, like waking up at night. She knows when to push me and when to leave me alone. He never lets other people keep him from what he wants to do. Dad, you're too far. I know. It's not easy for her to close a cabinet. He's incredibly neat. She's brave. He's brilliant. She's very competitive. 
So I'll tell Charlie what's happening, and Cassie, you then hand him the envelope. I just get nervous. Can you unserve? What do you mean, like take it back? Charlie and I are getting a divorce, Mom. You can't be friends with him anymore. G-Mom! Charlie Bird! <laughs> Okay, so it's a very simple story. Uh, you know, I tuned into this one thinking this is going to be depressing. Turns out it was very depressing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw it over to Emma. I'm going to throw it over to Emma first. Uh, Emma, as someone who has seen all these films, uh, and you're the only woman in this podcast, uh, <laughs> could you enlighten us on your perspective on the movie, please? <laughs> well, actually, so it's a funny one because I watched Marriage Story. Uh, so apart from the ones I've seen. <laughs> already sort of week and a half ago i think it was the first one i watched of my kind of marathon of films mm. did i mention that i've watched all of them uh <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, I'm i'm taking the piss and i wasn't really sure what i thought i kind of the first 20 minutes i was like oh I quite like this it's a really interesting way to set everything up <clears throat> and then i got a bit like oh really but then after i think sort of just over halfway through the emotions really started ramping up. And that was when I realised what an incredible performance Adam Driver was putting forward. Mm. Um, and it, and it yeah. really hit me, like, deep down. And I'm not really <laughs> the kind of person who deep in there. gets no, emotional no. about actual <laughs> emotional things. I cry at things like Channel 5 Christmas movies. Um, because Good film, that. I'm dead inside. Uh, but I, I genuinely, by the time I finished it, I was like, I, I feel this weird kind of cathartic, emotional draining thing. Um, and, and, uh-huh. I, and I genuinely thought that there were some really standout performances there. I've mentioned I'm Driver, um, Laura Dern blew me away. Um, she's yeah. brilliant anyway. Yeah. Mm. She was good. Uh, Looking good as well. Yeah, I mean, she looks incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, stunning. And 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna thanks Emma. I'm gonna throw it to Gareth next because uh, this is quite applicable to you, Gareth. Uh, marriage oh, story. The one you film just got you married seen. and divorced immediately. <laughs> and it's so. the one film you've oh, seen. Yeah, well, look, I, I've got to say the the big standout of this was were the performances of the two leads, but Adam Driver in particular, he's he's so he's just so believable. It's un, unreal. I was going to say it's, it's so he's so believable. It's unbelievable. He's almost a bit kind of yeah. like. Oh no, carry on. <laughs> I was going to say Polanski, but that's a terrible example. No, don't. Yeah, let's not talk about that's Roman not the one I meant. anal Polanski no, not, anyway. No. no. Um, and it's a it's a, it's an interesting movie because it's um it's got like it's got it's got quite a few laugh out loud moments as well. Yeah, it's dark. Um, it's dark humor, isn't it? Yeah, uh, but there's also like a bit of slapstick in there and sort of some yeah. some um well put together comedy scenes and and sometimes <laughs> real life done in done in that way. Is real is life kind of done in that funny, way? Is what good dark? Well, it's almost kind of it's almost black comedic, isn't it? Because it's kind of that dark comedy <clears throat> of the reality of sometimes life is fucking shit. I mean, it, I never want to get divorced. No, let's, let's well, that's, that way. That, that, that honestly, that is that was my married. overriding feeling. And I did watch this one with my with my wife, ex-wife. And... Happy one month and three day anniversary. <laughs> Thank you very Soon, much. Yeah. Um, and she did. She turned to me halfway through it and was like. I want a divorce. Let's not get divorced. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't look fun. It looks shit. It, it doesn't look it fun, does awful, it? It's awful, doesn't no. it? Well, I yeah. mean, Scarlett Johansson's a bitch in this film. Um, well, ho- hold on. I think that's that, a bit far. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm going to let you finish. I'm sorry like to go Kanye. Over all, um, <laughs> Kanye, but um, I'm, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. Um, but... 
But I thought that was one of the the, the the brilliant things about the movie is that there are times where you're like, fuck's sake, Scarlett Johansson, what are you doing? Like, stop being a bitch. And then there are other times where you're like, yeah, okay, Adam Driver is a bit out of order here. Stop yeah. being a dick. Yeah, it's quite even, and I felt. I've it, had, I've it balances no, it really yeah, well. But more, Scarlett Johansson's a bitch, isn't she? No, look, Scarlett Johansson is an amazing younger Emma Thompson. That's what I thought. I was like, fucking That hell. is fucking spot on. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to redo this film and I'm going to have Emma Thompson come in and play her in 20 years' time. Um, yeah. Adam Driver in this film is fucking incredible. And there's one bit where he goes off on one and yeah. Yeah. he's like, you know, no spoiler warning, but he basically says that I wish you were dead. I wish you were dead. Yeah, yeah, um, that was horrible. That's that horrible was movie. Yeah, it was hor- it was horrible. But I like I watched it in a way where I was like, oh fucking hell, good on you, mate, because Star Wars was shit. Um, so good, <laughs> so good on you for this. I, no, but genuinely, I watched it, and it was I, I watched it in a way that I felt like, oh, go on, mate, that's fucking quality. Good on you. And I turned yeah. to Michelle, and she was in tears, and I was like, oh fuck. I was like. Is our marriage in trouble here? Because it's, it's one of those things, isn't it, where we're, we're misjudging the scene, I think. Because I'm watching it going, yeah, go on, fella. And she's like, oh, this is terrible. Oh, fucking hell, let's speed this along and end the film. But um, It would be brilliant. I mean, it wouldn't be, it would be tra- tragic. But if you and Michelle divorced because you watched Marriage <laughs> well, And it won Best Picture. That is my nomination. Yeah. That's I mean, a joke. Definitely not a win, so... Okay. Good film. Well, Very good film. Uh, I love it. All, I we love can it. all agree that I'm taking your first answer. I mean, Marriage Story, it's available now on Netflix. Go check it out. That is one that you can easily check out. Next up, it's Ford versus Ferrari. How long have we known each other, Ken? I ever break a promise to you? I will put you in the driver's seat at Le Mans. Just shut your mouth and let me do my thing. All right. Come in. Morning, Shelby. Morning, Molly. Fuck yours. I'll go to hell. And that's it, folks. Ferrari wins the 24 Hours of Le Mans for the fifth consecutive year. Mr. Ford, Ferrari has a message for you, sir. What did he say? He said Ford makes ugly little cars in ugly factories. And uh, he called you fat, sir. We're going to bury Ferrari at Le Mans. Okay, Gareth, uh, th- throwing it to you next. As some, This is one of the two films that you've watched. Shoot. I've seen four, so nice All try. Right, he's geared up for um, it. Always. Yeah. <laughs> he's taking the wheel. That's good. You've got, got more of them? Or? I'll leave I've got off. a few more, but I'll wait to interrupt you in a sec. All right, so I watched this um, last night, late last night. Come on, baby. John, pump the brakes, let Gareth speak. (laughs) (laughs) No, come on, he's off track The brakes are shot. He's off track. There we go. Um, (laughs) This was a a really good film. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. All right. I've got to say, it was... um, it's it's pretty kind of generic in its in its storytelling. It's got very broad characters. It's got um, 
some interesting accents from Christian Bale, which is baffling because he's a British man. <laughs> I loved um, it. Playing a British man. <laughs> I loved it. And, it, mate, he starts off... It's, honestly, he starts off, he's like, oh yeah, all right, so listen, I'm just, I've, I've got to put this, I've got to put this wrench in this bit of the car. Obviously, I don't know cars goes, very well. Cockney, um, Yorkshire, but, Northern yeah. Ireland, Southern America, right, uh, and then Icelandic. <laughs> he does do a little grand tour of, of I mean, no, no, I would not. say that at least he keeps it British. But I, I mean, you are right. But I mean, apart from the, the dodgy accents and the relatively broad storytelling, did you like it? Yeah, I did. I really enjoyed it. It was um, a really... So I know we sort of have a, a little bit of a go at Green Book sometimes, um, but I don't think that's because it's a bad film. I think nah. it, I think it's a very good film. It's just not a it's an not, Oscar winner. Yeah. And for me, this is in a similar ballpark. Actually, do you um, know what, Gaz? I thought the same thing. Yeah, that's a really... I hadn't thought of it quite like that, but in the kind of... It is one of those films that you could see winning an Oscar because it kind of ticks all the boxes. It actually genuinely doesn't have enough diversity in it um, to be a, to do a green book. Um, but I would say in terms of the the kind of the target audience and the the sense that you get watching it, it actually it is it was a similar experience to Green yeah. Book. Um, really that's good movie. Good. I'm giving it four bloobs. Um, yeah. I... I, I enjoyed it but it's yeah it's just it's a little bit broad um but definitely a good fun kind of sunday afternoon watch so, okay well yeah, I mean, you've just blued the film there so i mean are we going to bloob all of them i already have i don't think we need to i don't think we, i don't think we need to bloob these because i, I genuinely feel that we're going to give most of them five blueberries and anyone who was listening to the for the first time our system is thus it's a blueberry scale zero to five there are no halves yep. Um, five being the best, zero being the worst. Yeah. Uh, but we've said already, I, I, and off, off, you know, on our little WhatsApp chat, I think we've said that we're going to give most of these a five. Like, <laughs> well, this is an exception because I'm giving it a four. Well, this is an exception because Gaz is Gaz is giving this one a four. So let's just say this one's a four, yeah. and all of the other ones are five. Anyway, let's move on from a uh, what Gaz thinks is a lovely Sunday watch to a uh, a film that's proved very difficult for people to actually finish, and that is The Irishman. I was one of a thousand working stiffs until I wasn't no more. You got a good friend here. You don't know how good a friend you got. Russell, he took a shine to me right away. After a while, he started giving me little things to do. I know you read a lot of things about me. I just want to say I'm sorry. I know I wasn't a good dad. I know that. I know that. I was just trying to, to protect all yours. From what? You didn't see what I see, what I've been through. A friend of ours is having a little trouble. A friend at the top. Hiya, Frank. This is Jimmy Hoffa. Glad to meet you. Big business and the government is on the attack. You want to be a part of this fight? A part of this history? Whatever you need me to do, I'm available. John, I'm going to come to you on this one um, because this was your pick of the things that you were most looking forward to in 2018 (laughs) and 2019. So two years uh, you've Mm. been um, very excited for this 
film and you finally went to see it but you were uh, actually someone who went to see it in the cinema am i correct in saying i that? went to see it in the cinema because you know i want to support cinema um he still he still watched it on Netflix. He took his laptop in with him. <laughs> <laughs> double what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just um, double whammy, okay. yeah. Um, John, uh, I know that you, you were very excited for it. Tell me why you think uh, this is nominated and, and why you loved it so much. <laughs> well, I mean, why I think it's nominated is it's. I mean, it's spectacular. Um, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Mine. Any any Scorsese film is going to get lots of attention. Unless it's the Aviator, which was rubbish, um, but is it too long? Yes, it's far too long. Um, but I went to treat myself on my birthday. I went to see it at the cinema with a beer. Went to the Picture House, so Ooh, lovely. Just drop in their name and you know free tickets, and free that. sponsorship. <laughs> well, not free you sponsorship. Fucking hell, no. We want, we want money for that sponsorship. I uh, I mean, it's a weird one, isn't it, for, for Scorsese? Because I look at all the Oscar nominations and there's, is it, there's a possibility that Scorsese could win an Oscar at this year's Oscar ceremony for visual effects rather than yeah. like, acting yeah. or script or anything like that. Um, it's a bit fucking nutty, isn't it? There are a few bits in the film where it kind of takes you out where it's like, it, I mean, you can clearly see the CGI work on the on the faces and and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was kind of surprised that because uh, they talk about it being, you know, Frank Sheeran's. It is Frank Sheeran, isn't it? Yeah. The mm-hmm. Irishman. Yeah. They talk about it being his entire life, and it, it, obviously they show the the scene of him in uh, World War Two or whatever it is. Um, and that I, I thought that would last like twenty minutes of of the three and a half hour cut. Definitely. I mean, it's it's two minutes at best. Mm. Um, mm. There are a couple of things where I was like, I'm always one for. Uh, I mention it in lots of other podcasts about pacing. The irony is I've been going on for a while, but the yeah. the pacing yeah. of films and TV series and yada 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 is important. Uh, I think the first ninety minutes of this film feel very slow Um, and it's only when Al Pacino gets involved as Jimmy Hoffa that it really kicks on that's interesting because I I know a lot of people have watched sorry to interrupt but I I know a lot of people have watched this film in sort of two parts or three parts or three parts yeah most people (laughs) most people most most people yeah Mm -hmm. Um, I watched the whole thing in one go Mm. um, and then watched another film after it I think the only thing going against uh, and I know John you're a staunch defender of the length of this movie is the fact that it's on a streaming service it gives you the option to switch off from it which I, I you know if we go see this in the cinema I feel like you don't switch off from it. You're totally engrossed with it. But because it's one of those, yeah. you can just lay on your couch, put it on. There's an interesting thing from Netflix here. Um, it, it, the Irishman had 3.9 million unique viewers in, on its first day of service, right? Shit. Since then, only 18% of those people have finished the film. That is a stat That's from Netflix. But, um, okay, but hold on. Like, when you say finish the film, yeah. I mean... What are the statistics they have to get there? past? Is it like to, to the do credits? They have to get to the credits uh, just before the credit. I think there's a cut off or something. I, it's an interesting point. It's, like, it's saying that they that the people are not finishing this film. Mm. Well, that's just weak because of quite the way. Frankly. Yeah, but it's because of the streaming service option. It, it, 
you know, but it's interesting. And this is the great thing this year about the, the best picture situation is the fact that you can go see some of these just on Netflix. Yeah. You just you know tune what, your Netflix in and you can see them. There are two best picture nominations on Netflix, Netflix <laughs> hosted yes. films. Mm. Which... Netflix, yep. <laughs> I'm great. Having two films nominated for best picture that are hosted on Netflix is a massive step in the right direction because our, is, our film is. audiences now won't go to... I mean, how many people can be bothered to go to is the it... cinema for a film <clears throat> that is three hours plus? Is that a good thing, though? I don't... I'm not saying it's good or bad. I think what it is is it's reflecting... It's reflecting the, the viewing behaviour of certain up, up-and-coming generations, i.e. them young people. The, these are arguments that I've been hearing since I was a little kid. People saying nobody's going to the cinema anymore. Well, they fucking are. Like cinema. No, no, that's, that's not what I'm saying. What are you saying? Well, I, I'm saying that we're recognising <clears throat> films that are hosted and predominantly viewed on on-demand platforms. Mm. I'm not saying that it, like a lot of people just can't be bothered and won't necessarily go to see something unless <clears throat> it is a Star Wars or an Avengers or a you know or a big Marvel mm, film. Yeah, it, um, it, and it, actually giving people yeah. the opportunity to but see an, an epic or a biopic. I think that's that's the Scorsese argument, though, isn't it? Because yeah. Scors- yeah. Scorsese argues that like modern day kind of filmmaking is is finished, really. Like it, when he talks about the Avengers being like uh, like a theme Not park, films. yeah, it's like yeah. a theme park esque. It's an event rather an than going to watch a film. Yeah. I, I kind of get what he's saying, mm. um, but I, I, I kind of, I know Gaz is, is probably going to be like, well, no, I mean, it's fucking, if you're going to the cinema, watching a film and enjoying the experience, well, why does it matter how how you're served in, in that way? Like, I, um, yeah, like, look, I love Scorsese. Scorsese's a genius. Um but I also look at him like he's like a granddad, isn't he? He's like he's going to say stuff he's that you're like you're not allowed to say that because they live here now. Yeah. Stop so, saying that. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't well, say that because but... my teacher's one. So it's just that's yeah. how it goes, isn't it? I don't go to the cinema very often unless it's for an event movie because yeah. I don't necessarily enjoy going on my own. So I tend to watch. <laughs> no, no, I'm not being funny, but I, I am. I am of that kind of uh, lifestyle. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> what does what that mean? Does that what mean? is that lifestyle? Is that code for? I am a single person something. who lives alone with a cat, and you can't take a cat to a cinema. Um, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so yet. I don't. I don't tend to go to the cinema unless it's something I really want so to see on a big screen. Yeah. Um, I do agree with that. Like, if I can watch yeah. it elsewhere. Oh look, 100. Yeah. percent I did not need to go and see the Irishman uh, at the picture house, bearing in mind that it cost me like hashtag 40 quid to go and see, which is scandalous. How much? Um, yeah. It was like 40 quid. That's disgusting. Yeah, well, look, but... He had some beers, he had some popcorn, he had a good time. Yeah, had some cocaine and that. No, I didn't, I didn't. Because um, well, they don't serve it, they film. say you're not allowed. They say you're not Jesus. allowed, they say no cocaine during this, because it would upset Scorsese, all right? This is not Thought Park, <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, Take your cocaine back to Thorpe Park. Yeah, go share it with the kids. Not all these adults here yeah. going to see an art house film. But look, anyway, the picture house. The Irishman. It's a fucking incredible film. Five bleeps. Um, it is too long. Uh, I was slightly disappointed in De Niro in this. Um, yeah. Only because, like, 
I watch a film with De Niro and I'm expecting him to be this fucking powerhouse. I thought he was. And no, well, no, it's like I mean he's playing he's playing a guy that's a hitman, and for the most part I watched it and, th- and this might be fucking shit from me. And you can slag me off if you want on social media. But I looked at it and I was like, how fucking weak does De Niro look in this? I thought... It looks so weak and old. It depressed me. Do you know what? That was was my issue. That was my issue with uh, some of the scenes of violence. I felt like, yeah, they've de-aged his face. But when he's Mm. literally beating people up... When he's kicking the guy, yeah. Yeah. I was like, you look like an eight-year-old man kicking someone. Like It just looked a bit shit for me. Yeah. but yeah, The Irishman, it's on Netflix right now. Mm. Check it out. Watch it in one, two, three or four parts. It's your choice. You can do whatever you want because it's on Netflix. Uh, next up, uh, a film that I absolutely love, Jojo Rabbit. Here's Master Jojo. You're a top man. Prepare to leave the house. Today you boys will be involved in such activities as war games, <laughs> ambush techniques, and blowing stuff up. I don't think I can do this. Was? Of course you can. comes to. When I was your age, I had an imaginary friend. Got me in so much trouble. Kids, it's time to burn some books. Yeah! You're growing up too fast. Ten-year-olds shouldn't be celebrating war and talking politics. Hi, Hitler. I wish more of our young boys had your blind fanaticism. <laughs> Did you know Jews can read each other's minds? But how would you know if you saw one? They could look just like us. Hi. Ah! I'm going to kick this one off because, um, (laughs) you know, I want to. Uh, So we've got two war films nominated this year and we're going to talk about 1917 later on. And we couldn't have two war films more different in tone. Um, This film, Jojo Rabbit, is a very special film, I think. Mm. Um... It's beautiful, like in the way it tells its story, in the way the comedy comes across, in the way that the emotion comes across. And I'm not going to spoil it, obviously, but it's got everything in it. Uh, uh, and the acting from the kids is its just the best. It's the best kid acting I've seen for for years. It's adorable. It's, as I said, emotional, like you there's you, been some good kid acting recently, like over oh, the recent. Oh, mate, this is not in this films. Is, this though, is Gareth, next level. Yeah, this like, is next level. Yeah, okay. This is next level, and you know, uh, Taika Waititi. Uh, I can never pronounce his name properly. I think you um, it he. Yeah, he's oh man, he's on top of his game at the moment, and he's just brilliant. Like everything he's touching at the moment, it it turns to gold. He he did the season finale of The Mandalorian. He directed that, and that that for me is the best episode of that show. Um, He's he's just at the height of his powers, and if you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, I implore you to go see it uh, as soon as you can. Drop everything you're doing, go and see it. That I 100% agree, and then actually I have to say that there were two standout performances and highlights in this film for me, and one was Taika, like he was incredible in the role that he played and the yep. film he created. The other was someone that we've always praised, Sam Rockwell. Like, yeah. I mean, he just played, yeah. he was typical Sam Rockwell. He was amazing, but yeah. he blew me away in this. And I absolutely, yeah. he was the standout star for me. Yeah, I mean, there's some, you forget the cast is fantastic for this. And we will talk about it in a minute. Well, it's incredible. Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson is, is you know, amazing in this film. Oh, don't tell um, John. He yeah, John, John hates Scarlett. I reason. think 
I think um, she was fine. She, I don't think she was incredible because I don't think she was in it enough. She's as much captivating. As, she, as much she's, as she should be. I do agree with that though, yeah. She, she's captivating and, um, you know, you've even got Theon Greyjoy in there. Alfie Allen's in there playing yeah, this like, oh, uh, like Sam, Rockwell's, Sam Rockwell's sort of like Nazi buddy uh, who like follows him around and like worships him a little bit. And it's just such a weird role for him. It's hilarious. Uh, it's just such a quirky look at like the Second World War and the sort of fall of Germany from from inside Germany and from the Hitler Youth's perspective, where Jojo is a member of. And it's just his little um, mate is brilliant. His little mate, oh, is his just little mate, beautiful. His little mate is honestly the cutest kid ever. Like honestly, it, I had me in stitches every time I was watching it. It's weird hearing these conversations about a movie you've never seen. Yeah, but Gareth, you know what you're going to do? You're going to go watch it. You're going to go watch it, and John, you're going to go watch it. And then I you're think you'll both really us like go, it. Like what I, a film? I agree with every. Bizarrely, I agree with everything that Lella said here. No, look, I um, I haven't seen it. Um, I just think two bloobs though. Yeah. So <laughs> classic, John. Um, so that's Jojo Rabbit. I mean. I'm, we're going to go through what our predictions are at the end. I would love this film to win. It's not going to, but I would love it to win. I, I don't think it will. Next next up is uh, something that I think we've all seen here, and it's something that the fan critical group has actually reviewed. There is a podcast covering it right now, and that is Joker. Gotham has lost its way. What kind of coward something that cold-blooded someone who hides behind a mask i used to think that my life was a tragedy but now i realize it's a comedy Throwing it to Gareth on this one, Joker, a film that uh, we reviewed at the Fan Critical Podcast Network. You can go and check that right out now as one of our episodes. I I believe you weren't in that podcast, Gareth, so I'm going to give you the opportunity now to voice your opinion on this film. Uh, At the time, we all gave it five blueberries. That's me, Emma and John gave Joker five blueberries. Shoot. Um, So... Watching movies is often you get you get out of a film what you put into it a lot of the time, and you, if you come to a movie, <laughs> if you, with a certain set of expectations, um, those expectations more often than not are kind of met, or you kind of shape your expectations um, or your views around what your original expectations were, and. I had a, a big problem when I went into this movie, which was that I was watching it with a mate who hated the sound of it and straight afterwards went, well, Joaquin Phoenix would have been good if he had been given a script. Right, who what? was it? I was like, Where's no, I was like no, 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 it's not a witch What hunt. does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? And he was like, it means what I said. He didn't have a script. I was like, I, 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 I couldn't, I just couldn't comprehend his no. reading of that movie. And... It really annoyed me in hindsight because I came, I, like my initial thoughts as the credits were rolling was like, fuck me, that was incredible. And then the first thing that I heard 
was a mate saying that was awful and so then sort of for the the couple of days following i was like fuck have i have i misjudged this have i got this wrong Mm. heard your podcast and you all loved it bloody good and i was like thank goodness i've been vindicated it is it was a it was a it was a mind-blowing movie it um was so haunting and i mean the performance from joaquin phoenix is outrageous outrageous yeah it's good chilling movie but just so um engrossing as well like I, I couldn't take my eyes off him and any any time he wasn't on the screen i was like i need to see more of him oh. mm. yeah and and the the depiction of gotham as well the I, depiction was, of gotham is the best depiction of gotham there has ever been yeah it is that place looks like a shithole like and it's amazing well i mean we had this conversation <laughs> didn't we len in the podcast that it was quite like the um series gotham-esque city from from my opinion and i mean this film just i mean guys you're right i walked out of it and was like this has blown me away this is the mm-hmm. best thing i've seen in years and hearing other people good on it yeah slate it but i just couldn't comprehend it like it really confused well, me i i think I've, I've come to understand now that i very much understand it is a divisive movie. Oh yeah, and and that's that's absolutely fair enough, and I, I get that, and I can see why some people were concerned because it's it's provocative, and it's, it's I can see why people would argue this was a dangerous film, but yeah, um, I I just I I loved it. Um, I get why some people don't. Yeah, I mean it's it is a film that has divided opinion, and a film that. For some reason, I don't think you could... I mean, it's, it's, I think it's rightly nominated because I think it's a fantastically well-made film. I don't think anyone could look at this film and say the sum of its parts doesn't make a great movie. Some people just don't like the direction that A, the violence took, and B, some people just generally who are superhero fans are like, this makes no sense. The Joker, he has no right... This guy could never be the Joker because of yeah. X, Y, and Z. It's like, well, no, they've taken the idea and yeah. they've run with it in a certain direction just because it doesn't adhere to the comic books or like the laughing joke or something that, you know, famous <laughs> Joker stuff doesn't doesn't mean that it's a bad film. No. It's still a very good, a very... Very competent film, in my opinion. Mm. I mean, from a technical perspective, I, absolutely. Yeah. But from a from a narrative and um, from from the the kind of creative decisions that they made and the storytelling decisions that they made, I still think it's, it's I think amazing. It's great. I think it's amazing. And to to make it to try and make to try and get some rational explanation for an origin story for the Joker, I, I loved how they did that. Like. Mm. I, I, I I loved that direction, but yeah, some people were very, very precious, aren't they, about their yeah. source material? Actually, 100%. Gaz, this might be the first time that we've probably, or I've probably heard your opinion on the film, and it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I, I I loved it, and I was I was I, I was supposed to be on that podcast. I can't remember what happened, but I was fuming that I had to Couldn't miss it. No, I re- some, something asked, came yeah. up, and it was actually it was a real shame. But I I'm I'm really with you on that. Like I think. Everything you said really hits the mark, and it's really good to hear you echo uh, at last thoughts of consensus. <laughs> while my cat, yeah, all right, and I'm, I am married, so yeah, <laughs> married. What? 
back off. I know you want someone to go to the cinema with, not your cat. Look, but I'll he's, take her he's if he's I have to right? drug her with catnip and put her in no, my no, bag. No, look, I, do you know what? I'll echo uh, Emma's thoughts uh, to Gaz there. <laughs> what about the cat? Or... Um, no, I just think, you know, Gaz, your opinions are delicious. And, uh, you know, if you ever want to go for a drink and that. <laughs> what? Um that's a joker laugh, is it? Look, Joaquin Phoenix is going to walk away with uh, with the best actor nod. Oh, hold um, on, you've got to save your predictions. Oh, uh, fuck that. Don't worry about That's it. That's for next week's podcast. Yep, and that was Joker, now available on HD and Blu-ray. And uh, <laughs> any other... Why are you saying that? We're not from, fucking from being the sponsored by... I'm just letting people know where they can watch them. I don't think they need the publicity. Well, I'm just saying, if you want to see that... Uh, Digital download, HD, go for it. Um, next up, a film that only one of us has seen, uh, Little Women. I'm working on a novel. It is a story of my life and my sister's. Make it short and spicy. And if the main character is a girl, make sure she's married by the end. Ow, Joe! I want to be an artist in Rome and be the best painter in the world. That's what you want too, isn't it, Joe, to be a famous writer? Yes, but it sounds so crass when she says it. My girls have a way of getting into mischief. Well, so do I. This is Meg, Amy, Beth, and Joe. I intend to make my own way in the world. No one makes their own way. Least of all a woman. You'll need to marry well. You are not married, aren't you? Well, that's because I'm rich. Uh, So I went to see this with Lucy, the uh, the absentee podcaster. Uh, for a little uh, girls Saturday afternoon out. Our two little women. <clears throat> Our two little went women to went to see, see Little women. women. Both of us are as tall as you guys and uh, above oh, average wow. height. No, so. taller. So don't. <laughs> I'm not actually as tall as guys. I'm an inch and a half shorter than him. All right. Correct. Stop measuring yourself against Gareth. This is weird. Continue. Um, I, I was. I had that. a bit of trepidation before watching this film because <laughs> oh, I. All right, fucking. A university professor with words like trepidation. <laughs> Mostly because of the uh, lexicographical issues within the original oh, novel by Louise Alcott. Wow. I can't even repeat that. Yeah. Lexicons can all laws. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, no, so I, I read Little Women when I was a kid. Uh, so I was a little bit concerned when this new version came out, thinking how are they going to take the story that... Uh, a lot of us of my generation or our <clears throat> generation uh, but, but women especially and the generations above or before me uh, will, will feel about this new adaptation and the way they take it I was blown away mm. actually uh, oh, I hear Sh- good things Saoirse yeah. Ronan is wonderful Timothy Chalamet she's again. a great actress Shersha she's Ronan. unbelievable it's a weird so, name though isn't it so Saoirse Ronan yeah. was absolutely fantastic Shersha Timothy Ronan. Chalamet was Stunning. La Sharona. Yeah, that's what I think. But actually, I have to say, for me, the real standout performance was Laura Dern. Um, And we'll we'll hear her name again. Uh, Do you know what iteration of Little Women is this now? Right, because there was one. I think it's the third. The third, right? Okay, yeah. It is. Have you seen the others? Or I've definitely seen the last most recent one. Okay, how does it compare? So this gives a lot more autonomy to women, which I think is what's... So I don't, some of our listeners and I... Maybe some of one has like Winona Ryder and... Yeah, that's the second one, I think. I think the first yeah, yeah, one's yeah. much older. Yeah, the other one has dinosaurs. So you... Yeah, yeah. And uh, Laura Dern. <laughs> and Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> and um, 
the other Attenborough. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I genuinely think it's brilliant. You may have listened to or you may have seen some of the um, interviews with Emma Watson, who mm. I find... Um, yeah, overrated, isn't she? 90% inspirationally wonderful and 10% slightly irritating, but in, in a good way. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, um, but the one Mandela of the things scale. that she talks about is the fact that Louisa Alcott's original uh, <laughs> manuscript ended very differently. And the mm. idea about this film was to take it to the ending that she'd ori- originally written... Mm rather than the ending that had been very uh, masculinized for right. a particular society. And I think mm. that the way that this is written is very <clears throat> satirical in its kind of, oh, and this is the way it should have ended, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, but I think it is beautifully done. And mm. I think it's absolutely right for the generation of young women uh, and and not so young women yeah. uh, that will be watching this film. Uh, and I and I genuinely gave it five bleeps. Yeah, Loved it. interesting. Yeah, no, 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 look, fair play. Lovely stuff. Thank you for mm. watching that for us and for our audience, Emma. Uh, I'm glad that blew you away. But now to something that blew a lot of us away. 1917. Ooh. There is only one way this ends. Last man standing. I'm going to see my father. We need to keep moving. Come on. We can't possibly make it that way, man. You bloody insane. If you don't get there in time, we will lose 1,600 men. Your brother among them. Good luck. Right, let's talk about Sam Mendes's uh, First World War epic, um, which is famously, uh, and this isn't a spoiler. Avengers 2. It's a one-shot. It's a... Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, ideally just one camera shot throughout the whole film yeah and it's set in 1915 um, right yeah how annoying is that <laughs> it finishes in 1917 it's two hours two years long um <laughs> one shot for two years yeah on 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 paper on paper this could become very tiring and very uh very tired by the end of the film this idea of this one long shot mm. um throughout the whole thing obviously because with the beauty of editing you get to speed up certain sequences like walking across a field or walking through the trenches or you know you just cut to them leaving the trenches um so it, it starts off very slowly um but i just can't believe how effective this technique was at you know for this genre for this war film thing it is very claustrophobic um and very i don't know it's puts you on edge constantly literally mm. constantly on edge um and it's it's a beautiful film i have to say it, it looks stunning i mean war never looks beautiful but this film looks unbelievable our boy roger deakins who finally got his oscar for the blade runner situation 2049 two years ago man he like he's if he doesn't win it again this year i don't know i mean john what did you think of, of this i looked at the list of films and i was like all right well how many of these i'm gonna to have to watch and i looked at him and i was like oh yeah 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 you know you got you got one where there's like a marriage that falls to pieces and i was like well that'd be funny to watch because obviously gareth just got married 
Um, Jojo Rabbit, you're thinking, all right, well, they're taking the piss out of the Nazis and they're trying to make it funny, and that's right up my avenue, but I haven't watched it. Um, and then you get 1917, you're like, fucking hell, another war film. Like, yeah. And you watch it, and it's it's a fucking masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. And it, yeah. I, I'm, I'm loath to you know, go all in, but it, it's got to win, isn't it? It's got to win best picture because, you know, I'm not, I'm uh, without speeding along to other films that to me are very charming. And, you know, it would be very easy for me to go, Oh yeah, the Irishman, because I waited two years for it, but it's just amazing. And, And there are certain bits in it without, you know, without spoiler warnings, I uh, I was just like, no, why has that yeah, happened? And yeah. there's a it, yeah. like I, I'm not I'm not one for like family history and you know because I've I, I have parents numerous um what? Your so, boys sorry yeah I've not... I have parents yeah <laughs> show off they they can never actually look they can never have made this film without video games. Because that's what exactly I, yes, like, yes, I, yes, I watched yes, it yes. and I was like, do you know what? Sam Mendes, uh, he's mm. a he's a fucking genius, and uh, he did this thing with the BBC uh, this week where he was talking about his favourite things in certain films, whether or not it's like cinematography or uh, the setting scene or the sound mixing of a certain film. Uh, and yeah. I'll I, and I will say it would be a fucking travesty if this film does not win for sound mixing because it's just it, oh man it's so good. Um, bearing in mind that last year we had Dunkirk. Um, yeah. And I, I I liked Dunkirk. I I thought it was Incredible a good film. film. Like I I I enjoyed it. Well, I was going to ask what your thought was like compared. So I was very much when I watched <clears> 1917, and I, I'm a big fan of war films because <clears> of my family history. It was a lot of things I grew up with, but I find mm. it fascinating. The Nazis, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny, wouldn't it? Go on, carry on. I almost did something really inappropriate then. Um, but, but, but the hand actually, signal. Comparatively, so Dunkirk is an amazing film and I walked out of That's Dunkirk salute. in floods mm. of tears. Yeah. Um, but 1917 hit me harder for reasons that I appreciate, which I think is the kind of very first person oh, filming. But, but what, for you, what's the difference between Dunkirk not winning Best Picture and 1917 actually being your runner? I think... Um... Uh, there's a certain amount of like, and and again, it might it might be that one take. It might be that placing you in it. Like you're almost, yeah. if anything, that like they that. could have been really fucking brave and just been like, you're just in the film. Like imagine that. Imagine first person. Yeah, yeah. imagine that. In fact, let's take this out of the podcast also, and we'll didn't make you a film feel that way. Though, didn't you feel like you were a part of the action? You were kind of, and that's obviously what they're trying to do. Yeah, John, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said about um, video games because for me, this felt like the start of this film starts like a video game tutorial. Mm. Like you're in this war game, mm. and it's just like you're walking through the, the trenches, and you see these little. NPC characters all talking about, you know, writing home and all this sort of stuff. And you're literally tracking with it and it'll be like, you'd see something on the screen. It'd be like, press press the R3 uh, toggle to toggle this on your menu or press (laughs) press press, R1 to interrogate soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything like that. Like, and, And it felt like that the whole way through. Yeah. 
Um, and I was just sitting there thinking of all these amazing because games are very immersive now and they're very interactive and they're very story driven. Yeah, hundred percent. Getting a lot yeah. of crossover in, yeah. in that field. And for me, it felt like this 100% has taken so much inspiration from the way that games play nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. And, and, and that's, that might sound tacky to people who haven't seen this film and are on the fence about going to see it. Um, jump over the trench, go and see this film as soon as you can in the cinema because, boy, it is, it is special. It is, it is a, you know, it's a gut punch as well at times. It's great. I fucking loved it. Like, I, I really did. And... Um, yeah, I, I I wasn't quite sure how much I was enjoying it until about halfway through. I know the moment. and then I was just like, oh no! Yeah, that bit. Yeah, yeah. Some great, some great, some great performances in yeah. here, and some great little surprise performances. But um, yeah, that's um, that's nineteen seventeen. Mm. Uh, it's, it's in the cinemas now. Go go check great. it out. Gareth go has been it. listening to this, uh, feeling. Very jealous that he hasn't seen it and is going to go see it very soon. I'm just waiting for us to finish this fucking pod so I can go. Yeah, he's like, I want to go now. No, Gareth, we need to talk about another film. And next one on the list is is one that actually Emma and John reviewed for us here at Fan Critical. It is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm Rick Dalton. It's my pleasure, Mr. Schwartz. Call me Marvin. Put it there. That's your son? No, it's my stunt double, Cliff Booth. Last night, we watched a Rick Dalton double feature. <laughs> All the shooting. <laughs> I love that stuff, you know, the killing. A lot of killing. Anybody order fried sauerkraut? No, I'm a stuntman. Look at me. So you still direct, huh? Still here. You can do anything you want to him. I hired you to be an actor, Rick. Not a TV cowboy. You're better than that. Okay, uh, Emma and John, me and Gareth here are going to blow listeners' minds when we say we have not seen this film. Um, which is for, so for, for, a, for a movie review podcast <laughs> for two of us not to have seen the latest Tarantino film uh, considering it's been about six months since it's been out now mm. is diabolical yeah. I mean how busy has this really six bad. months been I mean it's been, ridi- it's been ridiculous we've had a lot going on yeah, so we're going to yeah, throw it over to you two to have a little <laughs> chat emigrating right. dogs yeah. I- I've got to say I didn't realise that you two hadn't seen this mm. which is a real shame well now you do um, now you know. But, but John and I, <laughs> John and I have, and we did a podcast. Did on a it. bloody great podcast. Bloody on it, great. So, yeah. Um, but it was interesting because earlier John and I were having a quite heated debate um, in a pub. A well, fight. It's a fight, wasn't it? Quite heated debate in the pub uh, for a couple of drinks before we were prepping for the podcast, and we were talking about <laughs> um, the definition between a lead and a supporting actor or actress. I will get on to that, but let's not. Uh, and that led us to talk about this film. <laughs> and, and what's interesting about that is that this film is fucking genius. Yeah, I mean... It's fucking genius. It's a, it, yeah, look, it's um, it's a great film. It's a five-bloob film. Um, it doesn't feel like a Tarantino film until, like, the last 20 minutes. I'd say... Um, mm, yeah, okay. Go on, then. I mean, you can add five minutes if you want. I'd say 30 to 40. <laughs> 
25 feels minutes. Like, it feels like those Tarantino's that aren't a Kill Bill or a Pulp Fiction or a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, It's nuanced. No, but when Pulp Fiction subtle. turns up, you're like, oh, yeah. No, no, but it's nuanced <laughs> and it's subtle, but it has so much power. Mm. When you walk out, like when I walked out of the cinema and watched this, I thought, fuck, that's really... That's really, and I remember this film. It's really impacted yeah. me. It's had an effect. Well, look, there, I mean, look, there, there's a couple of things with this uh, with this film. So, uh, Brad Pitt is definitely going to win Best Supporting Actor um, off the back of of this film, um, mm-hmm. which is awesome because we all, we all love Brad so Pitt, handsome. don't we? We all but love him. It's also unbelievably deserved. He is it, this film yeah, could not though? exist with either of them, <laughs> either Brad. If you if you lost Brad or you lost Leo, it would never be as good as what it is. Yeah, right. Which is the argument that we had earlier. Yeah. So the, so the argument is, and I mean it's a difficult one to have with you guys because you've not seen it. But I look at this. There's no way that I associate DiCaprio as the lead and Brad Pitt as the supporting actor. They should yeah, both be right. lead actor because that film would not be what it is. I without... fuck that because then none of them get anything. But yeah, <laughs> um, no, but, but yeah. I think that they are they are equals in this film. Not one is the lead and the yeah. other supporter, and I think that's the problem. In in the plot, that is how it is. Like DiCaprio yeah. is this washed up actor that's trying to, you know, pull together his career, and Brad Pitt is his stunt man that like lives in a trailer park. Stuntman but, best mate. Yeah, stuntman best mate. Um, it's a brilliant film, and Brad Pitt is fucking cool as he is so cool. Yeah. And if this is the film, and it looks like this is going to be the film that gets him an Oscar, I suspect that the audience are going to go mental when he wins it. And fair yeah. play because Brad yeah. Pitt, fuck me, like he is a cool guy. People don't. I think yeah. the thing about Brad Pitt, and I think people don't realise this, is that he he is actually an incredibly talented actor. Yeah, he's cool, man. He he is very very good. And we were talking about how like, and he's brilliant this in this. He's brilliant in this. His, he in this he is the stand out for me. I love Leo, I, and I think Leo's brilliant, and mm. I, I I think he's fantastic. But Brad Pitt for me in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Is that's the one? Yeah, the Correct. the top of his game. He is he is the character he played in Thelma and Louise. Yeah, he's like 20, an old, he's like yeah, the older guy, the old yeah. version of that character. Yeah, but twenty five times better, and at his absolute fucking peak. Yeah, and he blew me away. Oh, there and you go. I, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I would highly recommend both of you watch it. It's a very it's a very cool film. It's uh, I would say it's like, I mean what. Uh, Tarantino is nine, nine or ten films in nine. now. Nine films yeah. in. Nine um, films. Definitely top five. Um, I'd say oh, top nice. three. Mm. He's uh, yeah, and look, you guys will fucking love it. So go and watch it. Yeah, and watch if you're listening and you haven't seen it and you like Tarantino, go and fucking watch it. And that is high up on my list. And the next thing that I am going to see for sure, uh, it's time to round up the uh, Oscars. Uh, Best Picture nominees with a South Korean entry from director Bong Joon-ho. It's Parasite. (laughs) 
지금 진짜로 이상한 게뭔것 같아. 음. Um, mm. So with the trailer Ooh. there, uh, it, it was probably in a lot of Korean. Uh, so <laughs> just imagine what they're saying, if anything. Um, I, I, I absolutely love this guy, this director Bong Joon Ho. He is two of my two of the films which have genuinely made me question like morality and things like that, and that is something that he's very good at doing. Um, I'm sure everyone here's seen Snowpiercer, which was his 2013 sort of breakout film. I love that. I actually haven't. I actually haven't. Oh, John, you'd love it. It's excellent. I watched it with uh, with Chris Evans. Yeah, yeah. Captain America's in it. (laughs) It's funny and at the same time brutal. I I didn't I didn't love it. I didn't love Snowpiercer. That is such a weird comment from you, Gareth. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just I thought it was all right. Um, Didn't love it. It's it's actually being remade to a TV show, so. It's no, going to be a TV brother. show on. Um, it might be HBO bought it, uh, <laughs> but they're making an episode. Actually, mm. actually, do you know what? I, I was just thinking. I've just, I've just remembered what I said after watching it. Why the reason that I didn't love it, and it's. I've just thought this is actually one of the reasons why I loved Parasite. Snowpiercer got confused me a little bit tonally. Yeah, it is and, tonally all over and the it place was, and, in a good way. I and I, I, I didn't appreciate it in Snowpiercer. It was like. Um, this feels like it's kind of a comedy, but it's like so tragic and, and it's brutal. It's so brutal, and it's absolutely not a comedy. And actually, a lot of the same things could be said about exactly. Parasite. Exactly. But I genuinely thought them in a much more positive light mm. with Parasite. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. It worked for me, but yeah, it, it was um, the way that the way that Parasite goes from being um, sort of like a, a bit of a bit of a screwball comedy in some ways. Yeah. There's some fully well-constructed slapstick scenes and oh, yeah. like farcical moments. And <clears throat> some of it is laugh-out-loud funny, um, whilst also being terrifying uh, yeah. in, in moments, yeah. being having some proper horror tropes in there. Uh, well, hold on. Hold also on. being fully dramatic and emotional and upsetting. Really good movie that is. Uh, oh yeah, we only watched it a couple. I watched it with you, Len. Yep. Um, we only watched it a couple of nights ago, mm. but it's uh, occupied my thoughts. Oh, it's a, it's one that stays with you, John. Yeah. What were your thoughts? Uh, Emma is chomping at the bit to add something. I am. Here, so I'm also I'll, I'll, I'm also uh, chomping. Well, I was so going to ask the question. Chomp, 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 um, chompy, chompy. So I'm chomping away and asking the question that. Um, did you guys <laughs> feel that tonally it was very similar to Get Out? Mm. Oh, yeah, I can see a, what you're saying. In, in, yeah. a, in a way... That kind of like I black what, comedy, dark humour, yeah. and, and also yeah. like heart-rendingly fucking horrific. I, I mean, I, you know what I'm like, I don't normally like a subtitle film. I fucking loved it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I really, because, and I was saying to John earlier, like I find it very hard to, normally if I, if I watch a film, um, I, I have to be like really engrossed in it or be able mm. to kind of dip in and dip out. Yeah. This, I could not take my eyes off the screen. No, mm. That's it, mostly subtitles, but beautiful. Something yeah. about it is 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 captivating. You know, his, his other film, which is also a Netflix film, um, in fact, Snowpiercer is on Netflix now. Okja is on Netflix. It's a Netflix film. And if you haven't seen Okja, it's a film that is exactly the same about tone. It's it starts off like this comedy, this sort of buddy but buddy movie. It's got weird acting in it. It's got some people in crazy roles, like Jake Gyllenhaal plays this absolutely insane scientist character. And then at the end of the film, I'm the biggest like carnivore you're gonna meet. I you know I eat meat oh. all the time. And at the end of Okja, you're sitting there, and I almost turned vegetarian after watching it because it, it, the the way that he challenges your thought process <laughs> no about way. what you're doing 
and he makes you question things. It's incredible. I mean, you watched it whilst eating a steak. Yeah. So, but like, um, Parasite just it like sneaks up on you a bit, like yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. Like you're watching this film, and I kept because I said I I knew nothing about this film, and and I said I did to Gaz. I didn't want to watch a trailer. I didn't want to watch anything. I just knew who the director was. I knew I was going to like it. I just want to watch the and ending. I was watching it with Gareth, <laughs> and I kept I kept turning to Gareth like midway through the film, going, "Where's this going? Like yeah. what what is going on here?" And then <laughs> it, it, the first hour was like this dark screwball comedy that's filled with like you know stupid slapstick, like Gareth said, silly stuff. And then suddenly, everything that comes before it that was funny becomes serious. Yeah. And it's like, there's this moment where it tip, trip, tips on a dime and then it breaks into all chaos towards the end. And then, and, you know, it's somber. It's just, in, it's an insane film. But I absolutely adore it. I, I adore it so much. It's, it, it's my... It's my standout from the list of best picture nominees. Like your personal it's, it's my because surprise, of because actually. of it's so weird. It's yeah. so weird. Like I drove home from Gaz's at like ten thirty after watching this film. After a few scared. beers, that three four uh, beers. Uh, well, no, because I don't. Yeah, no. I drink. He had half a beer. I was genuinely a bit scared when I was driving home in the and dark. Two I was like, I, I felt a bit affected <laughs> by this film. Yeah, and I absolutely love speed it. Limit. I have to say, Len, you, yeah. you made a really good point there. So I watched all of these films without reading anything about them prior to it. And I texted John last night and went, I'm about to watch Parasite. Is it scary? Because I thought it was yeah, really, oh, it scary. It's so, 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 Yeah, and I went, no. Emma, the five, five, five minutes into the movie, five minutes into the movie, Len goes to me, so is this a horror film or is it not a horror film? No, it's film? not. Because I don't <laughs> yeah. know. And, and it's not a horror it, film. It's a really good point because I, so I purposefully watched almost all of these films apart from the ones I saw in the cinema or the ones I knew something about a little bit mm. without reading any kind of summaries or any reviews or watching any trailers. I just watched the films. Parasite, for me, the fact it wasn't about some kind of virus and had zomb- didn't have zombies in it mm. um, was a, yeah. a real disappointment. Yeah. In fact, so I, yeah. I give it two boobs. Uh, no, but no, I, I think watching watching a, a, quite a few of these films without really knowing anything about them mm. really made them more powerful oh, yeah. for me. And with, really wonderful. With <laughs> this one, a hundred percent, that is the case. And um, if mm. you haven't seen Parasite, I implore you to go check it out. Uh, there's a film. It questions your morality, like I said where you fall down on who is right and who is wrong in this film, I think is completely subjective to the person who's watching it. And uh, that's what he's very good at, this director, Bong Joon-ho. Yeah. He is excellent at creating these moral dilemmas which make you, the audience member, question um, your belief structure. And, and I think that's a very, uh, very, very good skill to have as a director to mm. constantly keep doing that. <laughs> um, so uh, please do go check out Parasite. Excellent, excellent film, and the first South Korean film nominated for Best Picture for something like something like eighty years or something crazy like that. So, yeah. oh, I thought uh, it was the first ever. I can't believe there, there, was, there was another was one, one Gareth, but apparently there was go. one before. It's uh, it's time to move on to nomination, uh, the nomination section. What we believe is going to win. Nomination station. So, uh, I'm going to start off with John. John, what is your choice? And this is Gareth. Gareth, this is your moment. Grab your little pen. Yeah, grab your little pen. Emma's got a pen here as well. So, John, your choice for best. Uh, best picture. Uh, I'm going to go 1917. Um, Already wrote it. Yep. So there you go. Okay. Going on to Emma next. Uh, so I think that Joker is going to win. 
best picture. Jesus Christ. Hey, look, Here we go again. Our opinions, right? She's got insider info. Yeah. <laughs> However, I, I would really like it to be, and it could be a bit of an underdog. Uh, there is a kind of wishful part of me that says the Irishman. But my, my vote is, is Joker. Okay, that is a vote for Joker mm. for Emma. Gareth, throwing it to you next. <laughs> Best picture. Um, this is shit because <laughs> you haven't seen any I of them. I haven't seen. I haven't seen it. But um, nineteen seventeen so is surely going to win, isn't it? I, I, I want. I want Parasite to win. Um, <clears throat> that's what I want to win. Just say Parasite then. Nah, it's too late. Uh, I've got productions versus one. No. Just say Parasite. You're not writing stuff down. Just say Gareth says Parasite. I'm writing down, for me, 1917. Okay, and I'm going to predict, because it is my favourite out of the list, um, I will say that it moved me several times. Uh, I'm going to say 1917, (laughs) but I would have no issue at all if uh, Parasite won um, Mm. or Jojo Rabbit, because those two for for me, Jojo Rabbit and Parasite, are beautiful, beautiful films. Any other year, it could be winners. Does Jojo Rabbit have a chance? Does Jojo Rabbit have a chance? Jojo Dinosaur. That would wipe it forward. If it did, I would love it. Um, Right, that's our predictions. If you're playing along at home, make sure you write down your predictions. And as I said before, patreon.com forward slash fancritical. If you are a Patreon member, let us know your predictions. The person or people who get the most correct answers will be entered into a draw, if it's a tie, to win a a commission podcast, half an hour commission podcast. There might not be a tie. Someone might win outright, and that way you get to commission a podcast with us. That's a free, that's a great free gift. That usually costs $3. Uh, You're getting that... um, If you if you play along this game, if you're one of our Patreons, okay. John's hats. Uh, Let's uh, let's rattle through these next ones, guys, because we've been uh, the the pictures were the main one, uh, the best pictures, Uh, best actor. uh, I'm going to list out the the potential uh, winners here, and then we're going to we don't have to talk about them lots in detail, but we can just go through them. Um, This one I don't think any of us have seen. Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. Um, I I have to say right now. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love Antonio Banderas, but I have not seen um, seen this so film. I or think heard of it, so I think Pain and Glory is the third film in the Desperado and trilogy. It is painful and glorious. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not really. Um, look, it's supposed to be very good. Actually. Now, I haven't seen it, but let's be honest. Joaquin Phoenix is he's fucked this category completely, isn't he? It, like yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's fucking pointless to even say anyone else. Like no one else would suggest another actor in this category, yeah. would they? Well, hold on, well, wait a minute. Hold Ever's on, let's up. let's talk about no Antonio one. Banderas a little bit more. <laughs> uh, let's talk about let's talk about the rest of the nominees. You've got Leonardo DiCaprio, who we've already talked about as uh, the lead actor in uh, well, the joint actor in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But <laughs> we're saying the lead actor, Adam Driver in Marriage Story. I think we've talked about him and how phenomenal he's he is. He's fucking amazing. He, he is amazing. He, should, yeah, he, he should, is amazing. <laughs> yeah. He should win one, but he it, can't. Any other year when Joaquin way, wasn't yeah. there, because Joaquin Phoenix is the next nominee uh, for Joker. Yeah, and then Jonathan Price for the two popes. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I like to watch. Price for a minute. Um, so, uh, Emma, you've seen the two popes. Jonathan Price, I've seen uh, some of it as well. Uh, <laughs> Why with some of it? Why are you fucking Netflix, mate? It's just part. Netflix. I thought I'd watch half of it and then finish it the next the next night, and then I just I couldn't turn it off. And I and I have to admit that Jonathan Price has been around in my kind of visual circle of films for a long time. <laughs> that sounds very strange. 
Excuse me. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Just search for someone else on Pornhub. I have to be honest. Like, I mean, he he is not my choice. He is my, I wish he would win it. He's not going to. But he Mm. was absolutely fucking spectacular in The Two Popes. And I I have to say, regardless of your... Yeah, what about the uh, other one? Your intentions, (laughs) iterations, or... He's coming up. He's, you know, different story. Um... (laughs) Same film, different. Anyway, uh, regardless of your motivations, I, I, I have to. Jonathan Price blew me away. He, he broke my heart. He melted my heart. My stone cold dead heart. He's awesome, yeah. Emma, you need to buy like heavier shoes because you've been blown away so many times <laughs> by movies. Yeah, this year, weigh, man. weigh her down. Um, Get her a little uh, anchor. Yeah, I mean, I, well, Gaz, I, I, I mean, if you'd watch more than two films, you might have been blown yeah, away as well. Know. Fucking hell, He's like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's got you there. Mm. Let's run through our predictions. Uh, John, should best... I just write whacking for everyone? <laughs> Gaz, do you want to write whacking for everyone? Or Emma, do you want to say anything mental? Should we just say whacking uh, no, for I, I for... predict whacking. I'd like it to be Jonathan Price. Yeah. Okay, so that's a full Vincent house on Joaquin. Remember, Dracula. play along at home. Next up, best <laughs> actress. I have to say this category, we're all going a bit blind here because best actress, I think, is something that we are, are not that well researched in. However, I've heard some rumours about what is heavy favourite here. But let's just run through the, the, the nominees. You've got Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, uh, Sasha Ronan for Little Women, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy. Now, obviously... I was saying that we're not that well versed on this. We've talked about Scarlett Johansson in yeah. Marriage Story. I think she's a great job, done a great job. We've talked about Sasha Ronan in Little Women. Um, and, and she is a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic actress. Obviously, uh, Lady Bird a few years ago. Yeah. Mm. Uh, she's also done so many standout roles. And I'm certain that she will win an Oscar sometime very soon because she is an incredible actress. Uh, but the one that's on everyone's lips and, and the film that I don't really remember being in the cinema um, is Judy. Uh, Renee Zellweger for Judy Uh, playing Judy Garland uh, on during her sort of um, London tour like towards the end of her career yeah essentially where yeah and it's a it's a film about her trying to basically be a mother to her kids and at the same time (laughs) trying to earn enough money to support her kids because she was it's about like drug abuse it's about alcoholism um and sounds cool sounds cool man it sounds like uh a film that I actually really want to see, but I did not see the advertisement for this film. And the other thing is, apparently her performance is absolutely incredible. Like mm. to the to the level where she is such a shoe in to win the Oscar for this. Um, mainly we can talk about, like John said, because the weakness of the rest of the category, I think. But um, of the nominees, not that they have done a bad job, but just the, the level of the actor category is not there, right? At well, the moment. Can I, I guess what I was thinking is... Um, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson, I reckon, is in with the shot, right? But um, yeah, she is great in that film. Don't get me she, wrong. She, she's she's brilliant, but she's the second best performance in, in that, that film. film. And agreed. Adam Driver's not going to win. <laughs> isn't going to win best actor. But that's the argument um, that we had about Brad and Leo. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, who's lead and who's but, not, kind of thing. Yeah, but you, you know, I, I I actually really like Renee Zellweger. Just as a, I, I would be thrilled if she won an Oscar. To be sure, you won one, isn't she? 
do you know what I have to say? So, I mean, I don't know how much you all know about Judy Garland um, and the family and Actress. her daughter and her experience. Um, but I was quite wary of watching Judy and I, and I still haven't seen it, but I really like to because I've heard fantastic things mm. about Renee Zellweger's portrayal of, of Judy Garland. And I, and I think actually from the little clips and the reviews I've read, she's done her justice despite a very challenging... Uh, scenario mm. to portray, and <clears throat> and I cannot see her not winning this Oscar. Yeah, and she deserves it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to our predictions for this category. Gareth, uh, get your little pen and paper and just write it over there. I'll, I'll right, it. Don't, right. don't don't well, put, don't put it on there. The put audience want to hear the authentic sound no. of the pen on paper. <laughs> no one wants to hear that. They don't do. Stop putting it on the microphone. That makes it so much better. Um, so, uh, John, kicking off with you, best actress oh, is your vote for? Oh, for what? For best actress? We just done that. No, yeah, but who, 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 <laughs> you haven't voted. You yet. haven't voted. Uh, okay, Renee Zellweger. Okay, but she's uh, popular nowadays. Do you know what I? I just, in all good conscience, I can't, I can't vote for her because I haven't, I have no idea, really. Right. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take a risk. Okay. I'm gonna go because I like her so much. In the Outsider, I'm gonna go Cynthia Erivo. Oh my Ooh, god! Ooh, I, I like it. Wait, wait, So that was my. Gaz wants to lose this year. So just, um, just to clarify, Emma. I, well, I'm going Rene, but my wish was that Cynthia Erivo would win. I only get one vote, right? Just so what's your fucking vote? All right. What's your what's your vote? <laughs> Renee Zellweger. Renee uh, I'm going to go for Renee as well, Gareth. Um, Renee so that's repeats. Free for Renee. Yeah. Uh, remember, play along at home or patreon.com forward slash fan critical. Chance to win that commissioned podcast. Okay, next up is supporting actor. And Ooh. the nominees are thus Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. That's where he's playing Mr. Rogers. Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes. Al Pacino, The Irishman. Joe Pesky, The Irishman. Or Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Joe Pesky. Joe Lopez. Oh, you know who's outside? That fucking Joe Pesky's yep. outside. No. You're done. You're, you're done over there, team. Um, so Pesci. who's everyone to vote for here in the Brad supporting Pitt, actor category? Um, John has put a very strong case forward for Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, done. Um, um, but as I say, like, I suspect that the whole thing is fixed, to be honest. I think that's, uh, I think Hollywood are... Um, massaging their own testicles to the thought of Brad Pitt winning an Oscar. Yeah. 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 It's like when Leo won it. Do you think it's almost like it would almost be a bit like, obviously it won't be anticlimactic, but if Brad Pitt wins his Oscar for supporting actor, is that like, is it almost a little bit of a shame for him to not win it for the big, for the big one? Do you know what I mean? Well, maybe, but, well, I mean, yes or no. I mean, this is the conversation. Is like, are either of them best actor? Because actually, they are both supporting each other. The film would not be what it is without the other one. Mm. Um, Shall I just put us down for four Brad Pitts? No, <laughs> four Brad Pitts. Because oh, oh no, here I, we go. Oh god, here we go. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I do agree, but I would really <laughs> yeah. not. Now go on, go Annie Hopkins. Go on. <sighs> Be brave. Do you know what? No, fuck it. I'm going to say Anthony Hopkins for the two popes. <laughs> okay, so we have three Brad Pitts uh, for the supporting actor. 
and uh, one Anthony Hopkins. And I love Anthony Hopkins, so if that's the case, that'd be brilliant. Emma, once again, you've lost this year, so that's good. No, we can count you out. Because I've it? got a fucking spreadsheet in front of me, highlighted with yeah, notes. Yeah, she's done I some research. She's done some research. She thinks she's got insider information. <laughs> your cat is not insider information. You can't just keep talking to your cat and it knows it knows things. <laughs> My favourite movie this year is Meow. Meow. Meow, meow. No, my favourite movie is Cats. Oh, that's, that was that, better. That's obvious. That was the obvious joke. Moving on to Best Supporting Actress. Best Supporting Actress. The nominees are as follows. Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell. Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit. Florence Pugh, Little Women. Margot Robbie, Bombshell. Mm. I'm going to kick this one off, guys, and say that there's there's two in here that stand out to me. Uh, Laura Dern in Marriage Story because I think she's and we've talked about Jurassic Park or whatever but she's really good in that film because I hate her um, <laughs> the way that she's always asking for more stuff yeah. and she's always like you know uh, it's so perfect though like that's, yeah, that's she's, like yeah with a friend with a smile like she does it in a way that is amazingly captivating she is and cold you can kind of see and it. cruel yeah. and cold. Yeah. yeah and she's so hot and she's quite oh, hot right. for her age 100% so right. hot um, Dern is a fucking well. I hate to say it, bombshell. Milf, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is. Uh, she's in Little Women, and she is absolutely stunning. It's Laura Dern in Little Women, really. She's the mother, absolutely perfect. And and then when I saw her again in um, in Marriage Story, it, it it blew me away. I wasn't expecting it, and I wasn't expecting such a contrast of um characterization or acting or or talent and i'd forgotten how fucking good she is and i have hey emma quick question um little women so florence Pugh's up for this one right um florence Pugh, i i love like from midsummer oh um, yeah she's so, i've she's not so seen good. midsummer but yeah i've heard she's very good i i can't watch it alone oh my god yeah that's, you'd hate it emma, that's so. that's my film of the year to be honest um what how 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 is Florence Pugh in Little Women? Oh, she's beautiful. I like her a lot, so I wouldn't mind her winning. She's amazing. She's not beautiful, women, but she's she's she is. She, she, I love her. She is yeah. amazing. She's beautiful, but she is not an an Oscar winning performance in Little Women. She is. If someone's going to win that for best supporting, it's got to be Laura Dern, and that's my vote. Um, I think we're going to go with four, four Laura Derns. Oh, put us uh, down for four Laura Derns. Put us down for four Laura Derns. I will just Do you want say a, with that? a little. <laughs> I'll have a Brad. Brad Hopkins. Gas <laughs> <laughs> has, has written Brad Hopkins down. Um, I will just say a little a little uh, word about Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit. I think um, she is a beautiful, beautiful little character in that film. Uh, and if you go see Jojo, Jojo Rabbit, uh, if you've watched something like Marriage Story where, like John says, he didn't like Scarlett Johansson, he felt that she was being a bitch. No, she, she was go good in it, though. She, she was good. good yeah. If you go and watch, then go watch Jojo Rabbit. She is this beautiful character, and there is some heartbreaking stuff that happens in that film. Mm. Um, Len, can I ask so you a please question? do watch it. <laughs> yes, um, about, about Scarlett and Jojo. So I, I think she was spectacular, is what she did. Mm. However, I feel very much that she was not in it enough to be. Oh, really? impactful enough Do, does that make sense like I feel like she had an impact uh, yeah. but it wasn't quite in enough Jojo Rabbit I expect yeah I expected more right. from her in that film and, it, and that's that's to do with the writing and the and I think for me like supporting actor type or actor actress act, actor a, acting 
um i i felt like her role didn't give her enough opportunity to really expand yeah. what did you think i felt i felt she was in it enough I, fe- I felt like that film had several great supporting performances that that she can become a bit lost in it but she's this like beacon of 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 solidarity and sort of a little bit of hope in that film as well and and she's a major um character in terms of the way that she's like looking after her son who is jojo and dealing with this other situation in the house so it's um yeah i don't want to say too much because i want to give it away but she is this cheerful bright defiant uh female character in you know inside nazi germany at its time of its collapse yeah and uh I would say, you know, watch the film and form your own opinions, listeners. Um, and if you have seen it, let us know your thoughts. But uh, she, she maybe doesn't deserve to win it, but I, I just thought she deserved a little mention. So we've got uh, four Laura Derns. Uh, and now we move on to the final category, which is Best Director. Uh, the nominees are as follows. Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Todd Phillips for Joker, Sam Mendes for 1917, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bong Joon-ho for Parasites. Um I think that is an an incredible list of directors. John, thoughts? Um, well, look, I mean, Sam Mendes is going to win it. And he should win it. He should win it uh, mm. for all the reasons that the people that don't want him to win it... Uh... <laughs> don't want him to win it for? Because they, like, it's, like, they view his whole style as being very, like, um, not cheap, but it's like... Uh, avoidance of the story so uh, yeah there's some criticism that 1917 it pans out in the only way it can because it's set out to play out in the only way it can i i have a yeah. huge problem with that because i feel like and we talked about the kind of like first person like gaming perspective mm. um and i think actually for a film like this if you compare it and we did this earlier to dunkirk for example mm. which was stunning and amazing it's a wonderful cast it's a beautiful story it's fucking tragic mm. Great. did it blow you away <laughs> no it um landmine it tsunamis my Blew mind your socks off uh, Blew your socks off guy <laughs> um but why but, are you bringing tsunamis up oh, shut up john um but <laughs> But 1917, what 1917 did to me is it brought me into a story I never thought I could connect with, but I did mm. because I was, I was in it with them. Yeah, and that is what makes Sam Mendes. If he does not win Best Director, <clears throat> it has to be Todd Phillips. But he should because it is absolutely. It's a funny one, isn't it? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm going Mendes. There's brave, brave directorial choices. I thought you went. There's brave I mean, from the sounds that of Disney it. film um, that should win best director. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's probably out the running. Um, but <laughs> uh, obviously, I haven't seen it. But I, I know all about the 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 directing of 1917. It's going to win. I I I really wouldn't mind um, Bong Hun Jo winning it. Oh uh, no, that would be cause, fantastic. Yeah, I, I just. That I guy, that is... he's a special director. That guy, so like I he's Bong Joon Ho. He just he's elevated South Korean cinema to the point now where it's you know, and <clears throat> even like some of the films that he makes, he's just elevated it, and it, it, that's special. There's a special, special talent that he has. Um, but I think it's going to be Sam Mendes, isn't it? Because yeah, I think guy, it will be. Yeah, it's a he's a fantastic he's a fantastic director. Like, let's not 
beat around the bush. Like he made the best Bond film for years when he made Skyfall. I know a lot of people Skyfall. disagree on that, but it, it's oh, it's God. easily one of yeah. the best for a long time. That's right, isn't it? Um, uh, and this film is in a, it's told a war story that I've never seen. Like I've like I've never seen it before, and I thought it would be rubbish because of that. Not rubbish, but I thought it'd get tired. Like I said, and it ended up <clears throat> yeah, being not rubbish, but definitely the, tired. Yeah, it's just like a fucking hell. Like how many fucking war films can you have? Like yes, yes, yes. Do you, you know, know what's like, interesting about this year's yeah. uh, series of nominations of films? Not just for best picture, but the films are also nominated for the actors and actresses for best and supporting. Is that a lot of them are based on or are uh, storytelling? versions of real life scenarios so even the two pipes which i'd highly recommend everybody watches and i wish it had been nominated for best picture even just for the shout even just for the shout because actually even little women is a depiction of real life in a certain generation and and i think that's what makes this year so compelling is that every story that we watch on screen it is not a nonsense story. It's The Irishman, which is about <laughs> the mafia and the yeah. characters that we know. It is Ford v Ferrari, which is about a racing driver whose name that we know, a, a brand that we know. And and it's Jojo Rabbit, which is about a kid whose best mate, imaginary best mate is Hitler. <laughs> Like, but, yeah. but actually, <laughs> yeah. And I know John's laughing. He leaves you a little bit. Yeah. All right, it's fucking mucking. Alex is right for a while, and then you got into imaginary friends that have hit no, there no, and stuff. But, so, but, but my point is, is that who is hilarious? Every, every film, He's a funny guy. I mean, bearing maybe taking out like he's a Hitler. You know, parasite. <laughs> um, it, it is based in reality and believable reality and mm. and human stories, and I think that's what makes it such a powerful year for the Oscars. Yeah, and it, it has been a great. Year. I agree. I agree. That's very good. It it, it has been a it's been, it's an ama- an amazing an amazing year an amazing year for films. Um, and there's still so many that we need to see. To be honest with you, and uh, let's just round it up with our predictions. Well, I think we're ordering four Sam Mendeses. Four Sam Mendeses. Is it obviously. four Sam Mendeses? Yeah, it's four Sam Mendeses. No, the problem with this, though, just Go summing on. up our predictions, yeah. is as per usual, we've gone to the scribe you, on this one. You Go and on. you and John have just gone. Hmm. What's the favourite for no, each we've category? Gone for what we believe. What's in. the favourite for each category? I'll vote for that. And so you and John have exactly the same votes. That's because me and John are smart. Because you've gone for the favourite for every category. Um, whereas at least I've gone for a risk. I've thrown a wild card in there. Yeah. Emma, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not true. I have done my research and I've right. watched all of the fucking films, so right. I, I'm prepared this year. <laughs> right. Let's just go through some of Gareth's uh, choices here. So, 1917 <laughs> was your uh, best picture nomination. He's not seen it. What's, uh, what's, what was your favourite? What was your favourite bit of it? <laughs> favourite bit? Was it, was oh, it the bit end? when. Um, what? No, it was that it was that moment halfway oh, through. Oh, do you know what? Was it was it the bit? It just was really it the bit you didn't fucking like, see? No. Was, it, was it the bit you didn't no. see? <laughs> no, it was that bit. <laughs> Don't slag me Len off for picking films. All right, that so, we, like, sorry, if we'd have so gone, what, oh, oh, do you sorry, know mate. what? No, no, John, 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 John. What's uh, what was your favourite bit of Rene Zellweger's performance <laughs> in Judy? <laughs> <laughs> So that's our predictions. Pretty similar across the board, although there are some rogue ones in there. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, what I will say is this is going to be on the Patreon. So what we're going to do is we're going to post on the Patreon um, account what our predictions are. This is for anyone on the Patreon. And if you want to join the Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical. Mm. We're going to make a post where we list the predictions. Uh, maybe Lucy's will be in there as well if she decides to send them to us by the time we post this. Uh, and then all you need to do is either post to the Patreon or what might be easier is to comment with your selections on that post that we post okay so we're going to post our predictions just comment on that with your you know put best director da, 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 da. the one who gets the most correct on the after the ceremony will get to you know commission their own 30 minute podcast on a film that they want us to cover i can't wait um that's a free 40 dollar 40 dollar gift really so you know <laughs> yeah. uh, from us to you i, I said 40 dillo at one point 40 40 dilly good old 40 dilly um <laughs> And if you want to, if you want to participate in this, as I said, you have to be a Patreon member. Go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical. You do get stuff for your money. It's all on there. Everyone's doing it. Patreon yeah, is the thing to do seconds. these days. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. And that's, uh, that's it. I want to thank you for being with us today for this Oscars, Oscars chat. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, there's been a lot of puns. Uh, and Gareth has realised that he hasn't actually seen anything that he's voted for, but he's... Uh, he's done a great job as um, moderator of uh, collecting our votes, so well mm. done, Gareth. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, he, uh, we'll have four Sam Mendes. Brexit <laughs> is on. <laughs> yeah, um, good. Uh, I want to thank you uh, guys for being with me today, uh, you know, as the host of the third annual Oscars at Fan Critical. Gareth, thanks for being with us. Thanks, mate. Thanks, John. For returning Cheers, from your um, slumber, your your your, your, your paternity leave, your paternity leave. Thank you for joining no, us. Cheers. Uh, I'm sure the listeners fun. are thrilled to have uh, you yeah. back. And no. uh, Emma, I'm sure the listeners are you know okay with you being here. <laughs> yeah. so that's I've done good. better than my one and only correct prediction last year. I'm going to fucking kick your correct. asses. Happy Oscars Day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, okay. Thank you, Emma, uh, and thank you, listeners. Goodbye from the Oscars. Play the awards music. <laughs> 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 <laughs>